Welcome to the Asian Banking and Finance Podcast, where industry leaders discuss emerging trends and business models, their upcoming projects, and how the banking industry is evolving. On the next episode, learn when is the best time to replace manual operations and adopt AI and ML in data operations, and help your customers get the best possible outcomes. When using artificial intelligence and machine learning to replace existing manual operations, how do you ensure that regulators and internal audit controls will be satisfied? Uh, and what are the challenges in that space? Maybe Vikram, I'll get you to address that first, then we'll go back to Robin. Sure. So firstly, right, I think it was interesting to hear uh, from Andreas and Robin about how AI and machine learning are bringing uh, uh, efficiency in our business processes. So the way we see this is uh, as much as uh, machine learning and AI is driving the change, it's very critical to understand like how are how are these predictions made? Uh, what is confidence level? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of regulations coming up in the space wherein we need to make sure that we can able to play it back or demonstrate that our machine learning models are working fine. There are no biases in that and there are very, very structured guidelines around that. So having a very comprehensive audit log around that replayability, there would be, I think, some some of the very critical elements to it. So responsible AI is a space, right, I would say, which is very much evolving. And uh, it's, a, it's a very great topic of discussion. But I think this is one of the areas which, uh, as banking, everyone is focusing a lot. And uh, we are investing heavily to build very future-proof uh, machine learning models. Robin, anything you would like to share from your perspective? Yes, Vikram, it's, it's interesting that the, the point on regulations is, is really important. I think you, there are certain regulations in play. I expect many more to come through as, as AI and machine learning becomes more commonplace and to validate to any audit that data has been accurately matched according to expectation is something that's really important. It's also, for me, particularly critical or, or it's, just, it's essential to bed this product in that the business gain confidence very quickly and the best way to give the, the business confidence that the information is being correctly identified and matched or processed is by demonstrating to them and illustrating to them how this has been done so yeah as well as the confidence score which although gives you an indication isn't really enough for a uh, a business to to look at and just agree they're not going to necessarily agree that 80 percent is good they want to understand why it's 80 percent so what we do with the matches that create are created from uh, Affinity is to, on the screen, to highlight uh, those pieces of data that were involved in the uh, in the prediction. So whether it was a partial reference or it was including amounts and currencies and dates or, uh, and so on and codes, it will show you each of the different patterns that were involved in each match. So you can highlight on the screen and as a business, you can very quickly and easily understand exactly why this prediction was made alongside the confidence. And that will very quickly give, give the user the benefit of the understanding of why. That information is always, of course, fully audited and logged. So if any further audit or a deeper dive needs to go into that later, that information will always be available. It does also lead, one further benefit is actually if the confidence score is 80% plus, what we can start to do is if the users consistently match those things every day, we see a pattern. So matches of this type above 80% every single day are being approved by the business. What we can just do is tweak a couple of things and we can turn that into automation because the, the explanations they've been looking at have been sufficient to give them the confidence that these are always good. And that 
takes it off from manual confirmation to a fully automatic, which is only possible by showing that level of detail on why the prediction was good. Excellent. Thank you, Robin. Some really insightful points there that show automation, while it's so important, is so much more than just flicking a switch. All of the work that goes into the back end of that and the programming and machine learning parts are really such heavy investments and take a lot of time uh, and effort to get absolutely right so that your customers certainly experiencing the best possible outcomes. Um, Look, that is getting close to as much as we had time for today, but I do want to put one last question to both Andy and Vikram, and that's what are the biggest lessons that you and your clients can learn with the adoption of AI and machine learning into the data quality arena? Uh, Andy, I might ask you to answer that one first, and then we'll turn to Vikram for his final thoughts. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest lessons is that AI starts with a business problem, right? And we we launched the, launched the innovation lab three years ago because we see a big business problem out there. And AI is a solution to have better control uh, for the financial services industry to reduce the costs and to really gain more efficiency. So there is a problem statement. There is a user journey out there and we try to fulfill that. But it's really important that this is the main focus. A lesson that we have also learned in the last three years is it was quite hard three years ago to find those AI capabilities out there. Now, three years later, Azure, AWS, Google Cloud provides a lot of technology that we can use. So it's these days much easier to run QCs quickly uh, in a secure cloud environment where also the data is, is secure and get the results quicker. So that's another thing. And I think also what we all know in the industry is that AI experts are really hard to recruit. It's taking time to find good people. And then it takes time to make them aware what is specifically needed for the banking and for the fintech space. So Vikram already mentioned regulations, which are a key driver in that space. And we all need high quality software out there uh, in that in that space. So these experts have to go through that journey to also understand our space. And one of the last lessons that we have seen in the last few months is when we come in, into uh, projects, there's a lot of discussion about how to build it custom made or whether to, to take a product. And interesting is that I mean, a tailor-made AI solution will give more efficiency typically, but it also is more expensive. And the question is always, is that needed? Is, is a workflow of a bank really so specific that everything needs to be tailor-made? And on the other hand, a product gives immediate benefits and software is maintained for many, many years. So that's an ongoing discussion always. And I find it very interesting to, to have that discussion and find out what are the benefits because customized uh, projects are typically really super expensive. And we as a vendor, we of course uh, prefer to have a product that is able to, to enable lots of banks uh, and, and use that technology. So these are lessons, the lessons we have learned so far. Vikram, what are your, your thoughts on that? So, Andrew, I like what you said, right? Like any IT application, you know, AI solution 
begins with a business problem. I think it's very critical for us as well. I mean, some of the lessons which we have learned that includes uh, that before applying AI, understand whether that problem requires AI or not. I think that is one of the biggest lessons. Secondly, there is so many advancements in regulations around there and responsible AI is the biggest and I would say hottest space in the industry today. I think it's one of the critical factors, you know, for, uh, you know, successfully adopting the AI may have a, a good head start, but in order to make it successful and, and be uh, compliant with all the regulations around this, it's important that we, we handle AI responsibly. The other aspects, you know, which we have learned is the infrastructure with AI deep learning kicking in, we need a lot of infrastructure and surely cloud is an answer to that where all the infrastructure demands for for AI ML can be easily addressed. The data quality comes last, but it is very important and having a right suite of technology and tools and the right governing process is going to be the biggest success factor for AI for in next coming years. Well, thank you very much, Vikram, for all of those insights and also Robin and Andy uh, for what has been a really insightful session in today's podcast. Our last point of order, though, is if listeners are looking for more advice to learn more about SmartStream, its products and its advice, where can they reach you? Robin, are you able to share some details with us? Well, I think one of the easiest ways would be through our website. We've got a very nice new website which has access to all of our latest features, functions, products, services, and we have links straight through to regional offices, marketing teams. I'm sure if any client wants to to engage with me directly, they can contact me through LinkedIn. I'm happy to receive requests and information requests and uh, any further contact. Awesome. Well, thank you very much again to all of our guests, to Robin, to Andy and Vikram. That's it from today's Asian Banking and Finance podcast. We'll be back with more views, news and insights from Asia's banking industry very soon. My name again is Paul Howell and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our channel in Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast. For more information, check out asianbankingandfinance.net.